Hello there and welcome to the Fit Trails with Tosin podcast. This is your host as always, Oluwa Tosin Kehinde, and I am so glad that you have chosen to join me today. On this podcast, we get to talk about our faith and how to live out our faith in every area of our life. We get to study God's word and encourage each other and grow to become all that God has called us to be. So with that being said, let us jump right in to this episode. friends thank you for joining me again on another episode of the futures with chosen podcast today we are going to be talking about something that i have titled the blessed life now first up what is the blessed life if we think about somebody if you were to think of somebody that you will term as blessed the first thing that comes to our mind is life is going right for them for some of us it might be oh they have money or they're doing well in their career or they are you know they have all the things that we desire you know we just have all these different views of what really is a blessed life sometimes we confuse being blessed with being famous or being just um having achieved so much but we're gonna look into scripture and see who exactly like what exactly is a blessed life what does that life look like who is that blessed man living or blessed woman blessed boy girl living this blessed life and how can we become that blessed man blessed woman blessed boy blessed girl and live a blessed life we all want to live that blessed life like i mean i don't think there's anyone listening right now that would that would say oh i don't want to live a blessed life i don't I don't want to live, you know, a life that is blessed. Like, I don't think there's anybody that's going to say that. So we all want to have all the blessings. And and Christ, you know, in, in scripture, God promises us all these many blessings too that we want for ourselves. But um, one thing I have learned in my walk with God and just... Um, through scripture also is that God is a God of like principles. He has orders for how things work. In creation, we see that being displayed. Like God is not a God of confusion or chaos. He he works in order. And I know sometimes in our lives it might it might look like chaos to us, but really he has orchestrated everything and he has put everything in place a certain way to have the result that he wants us to get at the end. So I feel like that also applies to our lives. Like when we want certain things to happen in our lives or when we desire certain things to happen, and and this is not like a, 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 what's it called? A ground rule that like, oh, it's hard and fast for everything. But for most things, God has given us templates in scripture. And that's what I love about the book of Proverbs. Like, God has given us a lot of templates for like just living and for life. But we're not going to be in Proverbs today. We're going to be in Psalms. Um, if you know me, I love, love, love David. I love the book of Psalms. It's just so relatable and it's, it's just great. And I, I just love David so much. So we're going to be seeing how that blessed man or that blessed life is described and how we can achieve that blessed life for ourselves. And we're going to be in Psalms 1.
Okay, so Psalms 1. I'm first going to read verse 1 in the Amplified Bible because I like how it really explains what it means when it says someone is blessed. So it says, Blessed, fortunate, prosperous, and favored by God is the man. That's 1A. I just want us to sit on that for a second. Blessed, fortunate, prosperous, and favored by God. It didn't mention anything about money. It didn't mention anything about success, about riches, about careers, about properties. No, it really just honed in on someone that was fortunate, prosperous, and favored by God. So really, our 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 blessings or how blessed we would say our life is, is really dependent on our relationship with God. It's really tied to what what your relationship is with God how are you relating with your father and it goes on to give us templates of like okay what does this blessed man do what does he not do and what are the results of him doing these things and that's where we're going to really just focus on today so I'm going to continue reading Blessed, fortunate, prosperous, and favored by God is the man who does not work in the counsel of the wicked, following their advice and examples, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits down to rest in the seat of the scoffers, ridiculous. Now, it mentioned three things that this blessed man doesn't do. He doesn't follow the advice of the wicked. He doesn't stand in the path of sinners. He doesn't sit down with the ridiculous. Now, what does this mean? When scripture talks about the wicked in this um, part of passage of scripture, it's not talking about wicked in the sense that which we think of it. It's talking about more people that do not do what God wants us to do. People that did not live their life according to God's standard and God's principles. People that do not believe in Christ and his sacrifice that is who the scripture is referring to here and it says that this man does not walk in the counsel of the wicked he doesn't follow the advice or the examples of the wicked so brings me to ask the question who are we following who are the people that are our advisors we all have our little you know seven nights of Camelot that our you know closest friends they're like the board of directors of our lives they're the people that you talk to when you want to start a new venture they're the people that you talk to when things are tough they're the people that you go to when you know you don't understand what's going on when you are just like in a hard place and it is very important that we are careful who those people are who are the people in your close circle because those people are the people that speak into your life and speak over you when you let the people that are your closer go and people that are your counsel be people that that do not believe in the things that you believe in they don't have the same faith as you they don't believe in the bible they don't believe in how christ has said we should live our lives there is every probability that they will lead you astray they will not lead you in the way of christ they will not lead you in the way of scripture 
And ultimately, they will lead you away from your purpose. They will lead you away from what God has called you to and who God has called you to be. So I want us to, for a second, just evaluate. And I'm talking to myself as well. Who are the people that are speaking into my life? Who are the people that are speaking over my life, speaking into my situation, speaking into my challenges right now? Are they speaking God's word over me? Are they speaking God's um, purpose over my life? Are they reminding me of God's word? Are they encouraging me with scripture? Who are the people that I'm letting to speak into my life? Because it's very important who we let speak over us. Words are very powerful. If you have somebody that every time you go to them and tell them about a situation, they can't point you to God. They can't encourage you with scripture. It's just it's just not going to be a very great situation around seriously and that even brings um me to even like take it a little further like ask yourself the question who what kind of counsel are you you are in someone's inner circle you are someone's board of director what kind of counsel are you are you just you know trying to encourage people with your own words and trying to say the things that make them feel better or trying to do the things that make them feel better or you are pointing them back to Jesus because really we do not have all the answers we do not have all the answers we do not um you know we can't exactly all the time say the right things but when we point people back to back to scripture when you point your friends back to scripture and back to God God is all-knowing his own omniscient omnipotent he knows all things he sees all things he knows beginning from end he's alpha and omega you might not have the answers that they're looking for you might not be what they need or be able to be what they need in this season but you know that god can be and you can point them back to god and pray for them and pray over them that you know god will come and be all that they need him to be in whatever season that you're in that he will give you the right words to encourage them so really it goes both ways who are you letting in your inner circle who is speaking about your life but it also applies to us who are we um um how are we you know counseling other people are you just using your own advice and your own experiences and that is not to say that good advice cannot come from your experiences or from your own thought processes but really good advice might not be good advice for that person that might not be what god is i mean so many times even it happens in our lives when we, you know, talk to family, friends, and even family about certain situations in our lives. And they obviously want the best for you. But sometimes even their their love for you and their, you know, wanting the best for you can even lead them to, you know, say things that are not exactly what God is saying to you. I don't know if that makes sense, but we need to be very aware and conscious of it when we when, when you are in, in that position to counsel somebody and you are receiving counsel be very aware of like where is this coming from is this just their words or is this actually god's word concerning this situation am i just saying my words or am i really trying to use scripture and you know seek god's face on behalf of this person concerning this situation so moving on to the next thing it says that these blessed this blessed man doesn't stand in the path of sinners um, I like that he breaks it down because the next verse after this talks about the fact that he doesn't sit with the ridiculous. And um, I was really thinking like, okay, what does it exactly mean to stand in the path of sinners? 
and i i began to understand that sometimes we might not be taking counsel from the enemy we might not be committing sin ourselves we might not be taking bad advice that leads us you know to do what god doesn't want for us but we might be entertaining it that's what it means to stand in the path of sinners imagine you were on um a road let's be let's be um i guess practical about it imagine you were on a road and this road leads to um let's say chicago or you're on a bus and the bus leads to chicago right but you don't want to go to chicago but you don't get off the bus you technically are saying you want to go to chicago i don't know if that makes sense sometimes that's how we are yes we're not committed to sin yes we keep saying like oh no we don't support this we don't do this but we keep entertaining that situation we keep entertaining that person we keep entertaining that habit from that person and we just put ourselves in the environment that that say the opposite of what we are we are saying and also lead us in the opposite direction of where we want to go so it is not enough for us to just want to do it it is not enough for us to just desire to not sin and do the right thing we have to be deliberate and take active steps even as we pursue the life that god has called us to live we cannot be hanging around and entertaining sin and you know feel like okay it's not going to come close to us i mean there's, there's an african proverb i don't know if it's just african or just like a general thing but they say like when oil gets on one finger it's going to get on all five fingers it's just it's just how it is like it will get on all five fingers one way or the other so even scripture tells us evil communication corrupts good manner even scripture tells us that bible says we should flee all appearances of evil so we don't even have to confirm if it's evil or not we don't have to be sure if it's sin or not because sometimes we find ourselves in the little place of okay well is it technically a sin like is it not a sin what is a sin what is not a sin like that's why we have the holy spirit if the holy spirit gives you a nudge about it if the holy spirit you know cautions you about it or is convicting you about it or, and you will know and this is going to be different for everybody and we decide to still stay there we are putting ourselves in that position where we are like yes i'm going to entertain this so this blessed man doesn't stand in the way of sinners if we want to be if we want to live that blessed life be that person that is favored by god prosperous and just fortunate to you know know christ and 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 live out this freedom that he has called us to we cannot be standing in the path of sin we cannot be entertaining sin we cannot be creating the atmosphere for sin to flourish like no no we can't be doing that friend you can't do that i can't do that that is not what god has called us to do and then the second part of it says he doesn't sit down to rest in the seat of scoffers or ridiculous and i was thinking about this one too i'm like okay it tells us where he stands where he doesn't stand and where he doesn't sit i mean what difference does it make and it, it, i really like the way amplify put it he didn't just put doesn't sit but he puts doesn't sit down to rest and this reminded me of something i actually like used to struggle with you know some of us sometimes we don't necessarily like entertain sin but sometimes we all get to that point or that place maybe at the end of the week at the end of the semester our birthdays i don't know just at some point and we just feel so 
overwhelmed and it's like oh i just need to let loose you know i just need to relax and it's funny because sometimes when we get to that point we begin to find ourselves relaxing in situations that are not supposed to be relaxing what do i mean it might be just oh i'm going to go to that party that i know that a lot of ungodly things are going to surface and be present I just want to relax or you know I'm just going to go hang out at this person's house where I know like they do not respect my values and you know it's just the entire situation is not going to be a situation that upholds God I I, I hope you get what I'm trying to say and it, it's it's okay for us to want to rest I want to relax but we have to find godly ways and ways that exalt God and ways that are efficient you know and it also just sometimes will be like you know something that you want to do for self-care yes it's very important that we take care of ourselves take care of our mental health be aware of how we are feeling and just you know check in with ourselves from time to time but we have to find ways that exalt God and honestly in my experience there is no other better self-care than me just unplugging and reconnecting with God. When I get to that place when I'm feeling overwhelmed and I feel like I just I just need a break, I just need to step away from it, that is my cue that I I have been away from the presence of God. I have been distant from God. I I might not have been, you know, really just living and being in the awareness of God and his his presence and this doesn't necessarily mean that oh I want you to take a day and just fast and pray and study your bible and I mean that's great you could do that if that works for you it could be just a date with the Holy Spirit I know that sounds very bizarre and it was to me the first time I ever went on a date with the Holy Spirit was in 2016 if I remember correctly I was planning a worship event I felt just led by the Holy Spirit to put a worship event together and it was becoming so overwhelming I I was doing all these things and I wasn't sure if people were going to come and things were not going the way I thought and it was just a lot and I, I remember just I was chatting with one of my friends and he was really just trying to encourage me with scripture and you know just a lot but he could tell that I was still really just tensed and worried and he told me, he said, go on a date with the Holy Spirit. Pick a place, pick a time, be there, go with uh, a, a something to write with and just, you know, sit down. Tell the Holy Spirit, like, I'm here, I'm listening, order food. And I was like, what? It was very weird to me, but I did. I went, I, I made a time, I told the Holy Spirit, okay, Holy Spirit, we're going to go on a date. We're going to go to Olive Garden at 4.30. And I was there. I, I sat down, I ordered. I was talking to the Holy Spirit and it was it was weird because it, it, it shocks me that he was talking to me back. He was talking to me back and, and he told me all these things that just gave me peace. And he really just spoke directly to where I needed him to speak to. He challenged me even. Like it was such a beautiful experience and I honestly don't do that enough. I feel like I really need to get back to that. But that's something that you can do. That's... Um, a self-care kind of thing that you can do but going back to the scripture we need to be very cautious and not let ourselves just drift towards these um 
the ridiculous and the and the scoffers and that is not in in the literal term what it's talking about there is just people that do not acknowledge god as as you know for who he is people that are not followers of jesus people that do not honor god that's exactly what it's trying to say there so just doing things that do not honor god and hanging out in those places that we know do not bring him glory we need to be very cautious and be aware of it and it's very easy to drift into i trust me it's so easy it starts off as just hanging out with a couple of friends or i'm just going to be there for this many minutes but it starts very subtly but sometimes we just we just drift and we just find ourselves that we're sitting there and we are laughing about these conversations that should not be funny at all and we are you know taking part in these conversations that do not exalt god and that is yeah that that is not what god has called us to now verse 2 through verse 3 talks about what this blessed life looks like so this is what this blessed man doesn't do and this is what his life this is what the blessings in his life look like verse 2 says but his delight is in the law of the lord and on his law precepts and teachings he habitually meditates day and night so now it's telling us what this blessed man does so it has addressed what he doesn't do now talking about what he does he meditates on god's word his delight is in the law of the lord when something delights you that word delight is to bring great joy does god's word bring us great joy i'm going to be honest with you some parts of the bible doesn't bring doesn't bring great joy i'm just being honest (laughs) but that's why we have the holy spirit friends that's why we have the holy spirit only the Holy Spirit can really put that um, desire and zeal and joy for God's word in our hearts. That desire to want to know him better. That desire to want to study his word and, you know, come to know his character. But that's what this blessed man does. He delights in the law of the Lord. He delights in the teachings of scripture. And he doesn't just delight in it. The Bible says that he, he habitually meditates on it day and night. So it is a habit for him. He continuously morning afternoon evening meditates on this word he's always thinking about it he's always thinking about the scriptures and that is hard for us to do like sometimes when we just get through that you know um morning devotion or like that 15 20 whatever time that we have out to study our bible and pray it's like we forget that god exists when we go out till we come back home and i struggle with that too but we need to learn to be in the awareness and consciousness of god at all times like what is God saying? And just just try to see God in our day, like all throughout the day, meditating on his words, speaking to the Holy Spirit, talking to him throughout our day. That's something I'm, I'm learning and trying to do better. Like just talk to God throughout my day. Just talk to him. Talk to him. He wants to hear us talk with him. He wants to be in relationship and conversation with us. And then verse 3 talks about what this blessed life now looks like. So we've talked about what he doesn't do, what he does. This is what his life looks like. Verse 3 says, And he will be like a tree, firmly planted and fed by streams of water, which yields its fruit in its season. Its leaf does not wither, and whatever he does, he prospers and comes to maturity. Now, we all know that for a tree to survive, they need water, they need sunlight, right? And when a tree is planted by like uh, a river, a stream, whatever, they, they do not lack water because their roots will reach out and get the water that they're needing. So they do not lack what they need to survive. They do not lack what they need for sustenance. And that's what the blessed life looks like. 
we don't like when we're living this life and we're you know living according to these principles we are being aware and we are studying god's word and we are not putting ourselves and entertaining sin and you know be mindful of the people that that speak into our lives this is what our life looks like we do not lack anything we need because really everything we need is in scripture so when we are in scripture we really cannot lack anything we need to be sustained it, it talks about bearing fruit in its season and that part is very very um interesting to me it didn't say that this tree or this blessed man that is like the you know tree planted by the rivers of water bears fruit every time it says in its season so that that speaks to the fact that even though your life might not look like it's being fruitful that doesn't mean that your life is not blessed that doesn't mean that god that you know you are not living that blessed life god is a god of seasons and we all go through seasons we all go through our summers our winters our springs our falls and when it's your season the lord makes your life to bring to bring forth those fruits those things he has buried in you begin to come out and begin to be delivered those things he has put on the inside of you those things he has been growing in you in those hard seasons begin to show forth and people will see it and not even know what you've gone through to get to where you are or what god has had to prune and had to mold in you and what you've had to endure to get to where you are so the blessed life is not a life of no sorrow and you know no pain and all jolly and roses and no bible tells us that in this world we will have troubles in this world my friends we will have troubles because we have an enemy the, the devil and he is fighting he's fighting us day in and day out but the hope that we have and the confidence that we have is that we are christ has overcome the world he has made us more than conquerors and this is why we can still we can still boldly declare that our life is blessed even in hard things even in difficult situation because we know that he sustains us and in our season we will bear fruit he says that its leaf does not wither speaks to sustenance as well so even though it looks like that tree is not bearing fruit it's alive it's alive it is god is working even though it doesn't look like it is the fact that you are still here the fact that you are still breathing the fact that that you know god hasn't hasn't stopped being god is a reason to 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 just rejoice and for us to you know be glad and know that our life is really blessed because we know that we know that he keeps us he sustains us he doesn't want our leaves wither he gives us all we need and we might feel like yes i'm needing this right now god like i need this right now but like i said i i said in um, a couple of episodes ago nobody is rooting for you that more than god not even you you're not rooting for yourself as much as god is rooting for you so and he walks in order he do, he doesn't walk in chaos he walks with certain principles he works in a certain way he plans things and orchestrates things in the best way that is going to get you to the place that he wants you to be in so he will not let our lives wither even though we're not bringing forth the fruits that we we want or we expect he is sustaining us and he is still working that good work in us and it says that whatever he does he prospers and this was very very just like powerful for me because sometimes when we do certain things or we take certain steps it doesn't feel like we prosper it feels like we fail sometimes and and sometimes in 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 our minds we fail like the business doesn't work we don't get into 
the school that we want to get into we the relationship doesn't work you know we all these things that we are wanting and we're expecting it looks it feels like oh it's not working it's not working like how is that part of god's plan and here this scripture just really confirms that as long as we are god's children and we are living this blessed life and we are upholding his his precepts and just you know loving god and loving people and really let this holy spirit walk in us we prosper in all we do i don't it doesn't matter what it looks like on the outside you prosper in everything that you do the job might not have worked out the business might have failed but you did not fail honey you did not fail because god has not failed yet god has not failed and you are his masterpiece so even though it doesn't look like it in in our own eyes and in, in our own minds and how we see things you prosper in everything that you do you prosper in all that it is that you do and i like that it says and comes to maturity and in whatever he does he prosper he prospers and comes to maturity so even though that thing didn't work out the way that it did it built something on the inside of you it matured something spiritually on the inside of you you learned a skill you learned something that god needed you to know before you move to the next level you learn to trust god a little bit more you learn to step out in faith a little bit more you learn to just be patient a little bit more you learned commitment a little bit more something was birthed something was something came to maturity on the inside of you even though that situation did not go the way that you thought it was going to and in verse 4 and 5 you see it talks about what happens to the um wicked so the person that's not living this blessed life the person that doesn't believe in god the person that doesn't believe in the teachings and it says that they live in disobedience to god's law and they don't get to experience the things that we experience that life of being by the streams of water and being our fruits in our season and being sustained by God and prospering now that we do they don't get to they don't get to you know experience that it says that they are like shafts they are without substance and when the wind blows they go which way with it and they will not stand in the judgment and they will not stand in the assembly of the righteous and that's our hope you see when the world is in panic when everybody is filled with anxiety and and everybody is scared that's our hope as believers that's our hope as children of god that we have an eternal hope in christ and this is not where it ends for us there is a heaven and and there is you know life after this where we're going to be transformed and going to spend eternity with god and just be away from the pain and the sorrow and the hurt and really live in that perfect world that god really designed for us to live in and and be in close relationship with god and worship him and just spend time with him and really see him face to face we have that hope people the people that do not believe in Christ and his finished work they they don't have that hope they don't have that hope they don't have that hope to cling on to when things get hard and he concludes this chapter saying for the lord knows and fully approves the way of the righteous but the way of the wicked shall perish the lord knows and fully approves the will of the righteous i like how the niv nlt bible puts verse 6 it says for the lord watches over the path of the godly but the path of the wicked leads to leads to destruction i just want to remind you that god is watching over you see he didn't just put you in this world he didn't just put you here to just figure it out he didn't just like you know tossing you know i've saved you you know i've died for you i've given you eternal life now you have to figure out how you're going to live on this earth on your own 
God didn't do that. He doesn't do that. He watches over every step. The Bible says that he knows the number of hairs on our head. You are you are very personal to him. He knows every one of us by name. He knows our voices when we pray. That's why he wants us to sing praises to him and pray to him. God knows your voice, your specific voice. God knows it. And he sees you in your specific situation. And the Bible says that he watches over you. He watches over the path of the godly. He knows and approves the ways of the righteous. God did not leave you alone. It might feel like he's not there. It might feel like he's very far away right, right now, but he's watching over you every step of the way. And he's he's there with us every step of the way. He wants he wants to be there for us. He wants to love us. He wants to comfort us. He wants to he feels our hurts. He wants to be there for us even in the hard situations. And we can trust that he's a good father. The Bible says that he gives good gifts. If we humans can give good gifts to our children, how much more God? He give good he gives good gifts to us. He is watching over you. He's watching over you. Isn't that just amazing? Isn't that great news that God is watching over you? Not 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 us, like not the world. He's watching over you specifically. That is just so amazing to know that there is a God watching over me. So, if we want to live this blessed life, and this blessed this blessed life sounds amazing to me, y'all. I don't know about you, but I want to be that tree planted by the rivers of water. I want to you know bear my fruits in my season i want to really live in that consciousness that whatever i do it prospers it doesn't matter how it looks on the outside and just remembering that i'm sustained by god that is the life god has called us to so it's not money it's not riches it's not accomplishments it's trusting and depending solely on god that is the blessed life and that is the life we've been called to and that's the life that i want to live as a follower of jesus and i'm sure that's the life you want to live too and he has given us these precepts he has given us these um you know standards and it's hard it's not easy we struggle with it that's why we need the holy spirit and when we fall we pick ourselves back up and we find ourselves in those circles and we find ourselves in the path of sinners and we find ourselves you know just sitting down to rest where we shouldn't be it's not for us to beat ourselves up but it's for us to repent and turn to God and continue our work towards perfection because he has made us perfect in Christ. So, I'm just going to pray for us now. Lord Jesus, I just want to thank you for my friends. Thank you for reminding us the life that you have called us to live, the blessed life that you have proposed for us. God, I ask oh God that you will lead us and you would teach us Help us to realize how we how we are going to live out this blessed life that you have called us to. The places that we need to repent and we need to turn. But I ask oh God that you would just still our hearts and help us God. Help us to turn from the paths of sinners. Help us to turn from the counsel of the ungodly. God help us also to remember that you sustain us, that you keep us that you have conquered the world. So we prosper in all that we do and that you are watching over us. So when we go through hard times, God, we can be confident and know 
that you are watching over us and that we are called to live a blessed life. Well, I just thank you for this beautiful time I'm going to spend with my friends in your word. I ask, oh God, that the Holy Spirit will just continue to interpret this words in our hearts and just continue to teach us, God. For in Christ's name I pray, amen. Thank you so much for joining me on yet another episode. This was so much fun just spending this time with you in God's word. Till I see you next time, keep living that blessed life, keep living out faith and keep keeping it real and I will see you on the next episode. Bye-bye.